Hello, welcome to Local Anaesthetic Podcast, the most trusted name in local news. My name is Alex and this is Rob. Evening, folks. And this is a podcast, as the name suggests, all about local news, um, but not it's not like a news report. It's weird, funny, strange, sinister local news. And this is episode 204, so we've been doing this now a long time. And if this is your first time listening to this podcast, where have you been? And uh, if you're a regular listener, welcome back. And we will give full details about all our different sort of platforms at the end of this podcast and how to contact us. Because, of course, as usual, we will be featuring a listener story of the week. But, Rob, any news before we kick off? We've got quite a lot to get through this week, I feel. Yes, I think there's a few things. Um, Now, first of all, I think we need to make a joint apology because we both forgot something this week. Um... It is now the 23rd of February, and a week ago today, it was our five-year anniversary. How did we forget and that? And I completely forgot. Do you know why? It's because we, we did such a big deal of celebrating the 200th. It kind of just So you didn't even put it on Facebook? I completely forgot. So you're saying five years, and we just said, fuck yeah, it, isn't that 10 or something? On the 16th. Isn't that yeah, I've no idea. But it probably is, something like that. Yeah, it might be 10, actually. Um, so yeah, five years, and uh, neither of us remembered. Do you remember that dropped feature where we had those updates? Updates? Yeah, that like mimicked Apple's updates. So we called it, do you remember when we relaunched the podcast and we called it Vol? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You say we need a rebrand again? We're we're probably up to Badger now, I reckon. Yeah. As we graduate. Some sort of small mammal. Yeah, we're slowly graduating up until we eventually reach some kind of bloodbath. (laughs) (laughs) As we start to enact the graduation graduation theory. Um, So yeah, I'm sorry listeners for that. Fucking hell, I forgot as well. So yeah. We've we've missed it. So this is our. I guess this is it. This will be it. Yeah, this will be our celebration of uh, our fifth year in podcasting. Um, and five? Are you sure five years? It was 2012. We started 16th of February 2012. You can count, Alex. It's still five years. We've been doing this podcast for five years. Yeah, it seems insane, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, also, there's obviously another thing that you forgot this week, and I say you. Your birthday. Yes, that's right. February the 22nd. 21st, but thank you. Ah, I it wrong again. I thought it was... Ma- I had it in my head that it was May 21st, 22nd. Uh, I don't uh, know where I got that from. I even told you in the before the last episode that I was actually taking time off for my birthday. So I was sitting on by my phone and just thinking, oh, I'm sure you'll remember. What did you stage. do? It was very nice. Um, that I, was yesterday. No, Monday. Don't make this Tuesday. worse. <laughs> I'm putting this in now. I'm going to put it in. Birthday. It's too late now. I, I, I thought maybe you were going to surprise me, but... Uh, the surprises. I haven't got your present. No, <laughs> I have completely forgotten. Rob, birthday. Uh, there, from now on, Rob, this is I'm how, nev- Rob from now on, I'm never going to forget. This Where is it- how good friends we are off the podcast. <laughs> that, that is terrible. You would, you would never have forgotten. I don't know. How do I put it in? I don't understand. I mean, d- 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 you're making it worse. Um, so, yes. I mean, apart from that, listeners, there's no other orders of business. I just <laughs> want to make Alex feel guilty for a few minutes. So even when I picked you up today and I didn't even say happy birthday. And, uh, and I deliberately didn't tell you. I just wanted to see if you'd remember. <laughs> I didn't remember. February oh. 21st. Yeah. Well, we for- well, hang on a minute. You forgot the anniversary. And I was, and I was still smarting hang on, about it. we both like, forgot the anniversary. I, well, I, look, Rob, I was sitting here with a meal on our anniversary. <laughs> I'd, you know, I'd got you the flowers. I did everything. And where were you? Nowhere. And you want a happy birthday. You're making this worse. Am I, <laughs> am I making it worse or are you making it worse? <laughs> you know, I'm making it worse. I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, I feel I do feel terrible about no, that. It, I, oh, I appreciate it. It's, it's, it's not your thirty. It's not the end of the world. That's, no. that's the key bit. No. Yeah. Anyway, let's. How old on. are you now? I'm thirty-three. Thirty-three. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Still How young, you? Rob. Oh no, Al. Yeah, no, I haven't. You know, I've. Just, it just reminds me that I'm one step closer to my um, 
Yeah, and when people don't say device. happy birthday, like just make sure like people don't care. Exactly. So maybe <laughs> I should just maybe speed up that process and just end it now. <laughs> oh, I do. I feel really bad about that. I'm going to manually go through for the next however many years and put in your birthday. That's what I'm Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm Please do don't it. put it in. Like, like I, I, I predict you're going to live it to the age of seventy-six. <laughs> <laughs> right, Rob. Let's let's get on with this. Um, talking of thirty-three, Rob. This is a, a right. brilliant link because from the Daily Echo, hmm. um, from about a day ago, and we are recording by the way on the twenty third of February, two days after Rob's birthday. Um, <laughs> Tad Sutton is jailed for eighteen months after he rammed a dozen cars in thirty three thousand wow. pound night of carnage. <laughs> okay, a drug. This is by Jim Durkin. Jim Durkin? Yeah. A drug-crazed driver who caused more than £33,000 worth of damage after smashing into a dozen vehicles during an evening of carnage in Poole has been sentenced to 18 months behind bars. Amazing. Tad Sutton, age 22, is convicted at Bournemouth Crown Court for a string of motoring offences, including aggravated vehicle taking, driving without a licence, failure to stop, and driving under the influence of a controlled drug, namely MDMA, Rob, or ecstasy. A.K.A. ecstasy. Uh, sorry, I thought they were two separate drugs. Apparently not. Right. Sutton, who even rammed a police car during the wrecking spree last summer, was also banned for driving for five years. Describing the incident as, in quotes, an example of the very worst kind of aggravated vehicle taking. Very good episode, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Judge Recorder Stead told Sutton, you put in jeopardy a number of people that night. The word carnage has been used. That is not an understatement. Earlier during Friday's sentencing hearing, the court heard how Sutton, who had ten previous convictions for offences including battery, possession of a knife, Burglary and drug possession caused £33,697 worth of damage during the night in question. So, the drama unfolded, Rob, at 8.30pm at Alum Chine Car Park, August 31st last year. Sutton, who was attending a beach party, had gained access to the keys of a Chrysler 300C car belonging to someone else on the proviso of retrieving his jacket. Doesn't seem like a particularly nice man. What, where does that come from? Well, because you know his about list what of ten up. convictions, maybe. Well, yeah, hang on a minute. Well, hang on. Right, so, according to prosecutor Sadie Rizzo, Sutton, who had been drinking and had taken a quantity of MDA, immediately jumped behind the wheel and attempted to drive out the car park. So he took his mate's car. Right. After hitting a Ford Focus, leaving the driver with whiplash injuries, he ploughed into two more parked cars. He then left the car park at speed in a reckless manner. Shortly afterwards, while hurtling along Pool Road near the County Gates gyratory with no lights on, he smashed into the rear of a Mazda car and catapulted it into two other vehicles. Oh my when God. motorist Joseph Bagley, who was driving behind Sutton, got out to help, Sutton rammed into his BMW. Then as Mr Bagley attempted to stop him driving away, Sutton rammed his BMW a second time. Sutton collided with a number of other vehicles on his way to Ashley Cross, where he sped through red lights, forced one car off the road, and attempted to ram into a van. Now, Rob, this is Grand Theft Auto driving, isn't this it? This is a man who doesn't realise... It's a man on ecstasy. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe because of the, the, the impact it's having on his brain, that he's actually uh, not living out a real-life game show. A game show? Grand Theft Auto. Computer game. And, uh, yeah, it's literally just... Uh, I mean... This is not the sign of a, of a, a responsible driver. Uh, well, uh, he narrowly avoided collisions with members of the public. Police described it as a scene of carnage. Right. After a brief police chase, which involved Sutton ramming a police car, he was eventually stopped and arrested on Holes Bay Road. I mean, it is Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, basically. Sutton of Ardmore Road Pool, who pleaded guilty to the motoring offences, initially told police he had no recollection of events. He was not above the legal alcohol limit to drive, but had 1,135 micrograms of MDNA in his bloodstream, an amount described as grossly excessive by Judge Dead. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah. There's one comment I think I wanted to read out here. Um, 
from the Bournemouth Echo. I mean, there were lots. But uh, SM Hinto simply says, This psychotic lunatic will only serve half of the sentence handed out. He should be publicly filleted and skinned alive in Bournemouth Square. Can I just say that uh, this psychotic lunatic is one of the less popular Smith songs? <laughs> yeah. Uh, very good. I don't know if that, don't know if that our demographic will understand that, Joe. We'll hope that they will. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think they will. Rob, this is a great story from the new shopper. A great story. Uh, for two days ago, no journalist listed. Now, have you noticed an increasing trend in streets being named after people? No. <laughs> For example, if you drive down to the yeah, there is. If you drive down to the bottom of Sydenham, right, and you turn into Sainsbury's, the road that turns into Sainsbury's has been named after like Alf somebody. Oh, so and we're talking about local dignitaries, that kind of thing. No, like, I think like people. I don't know who they are. People who uh, like people who, for whatever reason, were esteemed in the area. They've well, that's, yeah, little, okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, and it felt very odd. I, I thought you mean like just picking random names, like I don't know, Rob Davis, Jeff Way. No, not no, no, Jeff Way. That's a good name for a road. <laughs> Here's the headline, Rob. Don't name streets after people in case they're paedophiles, councils told. Even before you said the word paedophile, I was going to make a joke saying that that that's what I was This is no joke, Rob. Right. Streets should no longer be named after local heroes because they might one day be found to be paedophiles, according to official guidance. Official guidance is saying this, Rob. This is day-to-day story, Rob. This is a day-to-day story. I mean, let's face it. We do know, obviously, that that Rolf Harris was uh, a resident of Sydney, so that's a, there was a possibility. No name was, well, no road was named after Rolf Harris. There must be somewhere in the country a Jimmy Savile Way that's now been oh, we'll get swiftly that. changed. Councils have been told that places should not be named after individuals, including fallen soldiers, in case they are later linked to inappropriate activities. The move comes but after... sweeping. How You didn't know where you're going to find out in a few years' time. It's ridiculous. The move comes after... Especially as there is a bloody street in Victoria called King Scholar's Passage. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> the move comes after streets, footpaths and plaques named after Jimmy Savile had to be altered when the star was exposed as a child abuser. I like the phrase altered. Now, I would expect it taken down. What does alter mean? Were they altered with Jimmy Savile in brackets, sex offender? I what? think they just took a, le- a letter out. So it is uh, Savile and it was just changed from with one L to two L's or, or vice versa. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Or Jimmy Avil. It could be, could be. Yeah. I can also say there is a street in uh, Lincoln called Glory Hole. That's all. Wow. The local government association has defended the decision, arguing it would save taxpayers money in the future. You see, it's long term because the cost, Rob, of having to remove the sign. This is long term thinking. Rob, this is the long term economic plan for this country. Don't name road signs after people in case they turn out to be sex offenders, and that way we reduce the cost of having to take down these signs, which probably would never have to be taken down in the first place. What I love is there, there are statues in central London of, of men who are known to be maybe. Uh, slave traders who are maybe serial adulterers and they stand proud and yet we're trying to change names some roads in the off chance they may prove to be a paedophile Rob unlike you I'm proud of our colonial past and I'm not but I'm not proud of people who commit sex offences and that's the big distinction here you're, you're, you're making this equation, which I don't think stands up. And by the way, listen, that was completely sarcastic. Thanks for clarifying. I completely agree with what you said, Rob. Um, the new rules have been issued by Geoplace, the local government quango that oversees the official database of addresses used by councils and emergency services. Marcus Jones, the Minister for Local Government, said he was against the clapdown, adding that naming streets after local heroes was an excellent way of commemorating individuals who give their lives in service of their country. Yeah, because... If I if I was a soldier went out and died on the battlefields of Iraq, I tell you what, it would it would bring me great comfort to know that there was going to be some road na- road named after me somewhere. Yeah, just uh, they don't uh, care. 
you've fallen in serving your country and then you find out that all your family's discovered that you're to be commemorated by a road leading to a council estate. Yeah, or a bypass. Or yeah. <laughs> the new protocol has been introduced as part of a nationwide initiative to improve the National Land and Property Gazetteer, which is used in the emergency services and other national bodies. Councils have also been asked to ban the word the from all new place names on the grounds that it causes confusion and lengthy delays for emergency services. Why? I don't know. So you don't call it the something something. Oh, okay. I'm guessing because of the way it's catalogued. If you put the, then there'll be multiple options. I assume. I don't know. Yeah. Response team have complained that vital seconds are being lost attempting to clarify if someone lives at, for example, 17 the Avenue or 17 Avenue. Vital seconds, Rob. Right. It's quite an extraordinary story, isn't it? But opponents pointed out the mall in London, one of Britain's most iconic streets, would fall foul of the new rules. Can I also point out it's not pronounced the mall? You realise that, don't you? The mall, yeah. Thank you. Um, When I read this initially, I didn't read the bit that was talking about the. I skipped ahead. And so I read read the bit about paedophiles, and I read opponents pointed out that the mall in London, one of Britain's most iconic streets, would fall foul of the new rules. And I was thinking, are they implying something about the royal family? (laughs) (laughs) Can I just clarify that we are definitely not implying that ourselves? Okay. And Bobby SE25 says, so a lot of MPs' names won't be used then. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, and probably the most controversial comment ever by Tolworth Concern simply says, Osborne Road? Question mark, question mark. <laughs> and, uh, but that could be anybody. Yeah, exactly. I don't know who, who he could be alluding to. Yes. Uh, Rob, last story from The Telegraph. Not a paper I read, but I, can't, I think it was my dad that sent me this. Okay. Reminds me of a story we had once previously, but it's only short, unfortunately. It's by Adam Bolt, not Adam Bolton. Right. Adam Bolt. 1st of February, 2017. Very short story, Rob, but classic headline. Man shot cat that, in quotes, looked to him like he owned the place. (laughs) This reminds me of Buddy. Amazing. A 69-year-old man in the United States could face animal cruelty charges after allegedly shooting a neighbour's cat with a BB gun. Which reminds me, Rob. We're meant to be getting a... What did you just, did you just call me cuntface? No, I was like, okay, why could face? Surely he uh, should be facing. Sorry, I thought you called me cuntface. By the way, are we, I, as I said to you for my birthday, I'm just going to mention that again, we went on a steam railway and found out there's a shop in East Grinstead that sells quite a, um, uh, an extensive collection of um, BB guns. You said there was somewhere... And in, air rifles. You said there was somewhere on Edgeware Road. Well, I haven't been up there recently. I don't think I, I think everything might close down. There are lots of places, though. I know that for sure. Yes, there was a nice Sig Saber in the, in the window, and I have to say, for a few moments, I, I was dreaming. Of shooting Sarah? <laughs> the man, who has not been identified, told officers he had become angry after the cat looked at him like he owned the place before relieving itself on his property in Florida's Ormond Beach. The animal, owned by six-year-old neighbour, Huang Nguyen, later had to be put down as a result of its injuries. The Aww. cat, not the owner. Yeah. Local woman, Heidi Hathaway... What a brilliant phrase. That, can I say that? That's a brilliant four words put together. Local woman Heidi Hathaway. Yeah, I agree with that. Whose son found the injured animal hiding under their trailer park home, told New Six. It was pathetic. It was the saddest thing to see a little animal, literally tears running down its face. Do cats cry? Not Good in name the conventional for an sense, no. Good name for an album. Do cats cry? <laughs> the shooter described his actions as a poor judgment call and claimed he didn't realise it was someone's pet. He also admitted he had shot, shot a cat before but had always previously missed, which makes it okay. <laughs> It was not my intention to hurt that cat, he said. All I wanted to do was get it out in front of my walkway. Stop pooping. For the flies and the smell is just horrendous. Authorities are reviewing the case before deciding whether to press charges. Mr Hung told reporters he now has eight cats left. See, I think something else is going on here. I think this is a man who's got a foreign neighbour and doesn't yep. like him. The neighbour's got nine cats, which is funny because cats are meant to have nine lives. 
and he shot one of them. And I think his problem is that this person's from a different country and has lots of cats. I think that might be part of it. And the fact that he's, his justification seems to be, well, I've tried before and I keep missing them. So this one is just picking one off. Maybe maybe this is a Trump supporter and took Trump too little, uh, too literally when he talks about grabbing them by the pussy. <laughs> Although in this case, he did quite the opposite. Probably just shot at it. Indeed. <laughs> Okay, Rob, you've got a story for us. But before you do, earlier on we had had a slight break, which the listeners won't have noticed because of the clever edit to this. Yeah. And you heard me rustling about that there. It's because, Rob, I have a confession to make. I don't have you a present, but I did get you a card a while back. Oh, right. Yes, and I keep all my cards over there. Right. Uh, I did get you a card. But the only problem is, which makes this look really terrible, and that's why I was cursing back there, is that... um, Recently, I had to send something to somebody and couldn't find an envelope, and I found the envelope that I didn't realise was for your card, and I put the letter in this said green envelope. So what you've got just, me is just a card without an envelope. No, I had to find another envelope to another... Somebody else is oh now not going to have a card. Uh, happy birthday! But when I Do you know what? I, I just wish you'd waited. I mean, it doesn't even vaguely fit. No, I know, Rob. But you can feel it's a New Yorker card, so I did have an envelope for it. Right. I love the New Yorker cartoons. Yeah, that's, that's clever. Please, Al, you know the backstroke, the backstroke scares the children, says the fish. Yeah, you're the fish, I'm Al. Oh, yeah. And my first story is from... <laughs> you the, don't uh, like that guy. No, it's a thought that counts. I got that for you ages ago. The fact is, I knew you had a birthday. No, it's not the size that So cool. for you... The envelope fitting the card is more important than the card. You're an envelope collector, it's, are you? It's very nice. Yeah, no, I, I, like, I, I appreciate a good envelope. Though, honestly, it's... Um, I mean, I would say it's appreciated, but I kind of feel that it's kind of a backhanded gesture. Why? <laughs> because how long... You, I, can't, I can't help thinking that the card may have been bought for someone else. No, no, not at all. I got that card for you ages ago. When I see cards that I like, I get them. It's, no, it's, it's a very witty card. It's, right, Rob, take, you know, hang on, you're accusing me of something here. I want you to take that to, there must be some forensic scientist and have that ink tested. And that ink will show that it was written in January. <laughs> it was written in January. For, well, you're going to get to be in May, apparently. Yeah, I had got confused about when your birthday was. Well, thank you for the card. Um, yeah. It is appreciated. Um, anyway, as I said, my, I need to get my first story now, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. So it's for the mirror. <laughs> uh, Anyway, so it's from the Mirror. It's by uh, Stephen Robson from the 18th of February. Yeah. Headline. Teen storms out of TJ Friday's interview after boss asks if he'd, ha- if he'd had sex with parents. Hey, Is this in America or England? No, this is the UK. The interviewer said, have you ever had sex with your parents? Uh, well, asked if he'd, he'd... Oh, sorry, if, if, he would, if he'd have sex with his parents. If he would, right, uh, okay. I think, I think, I, I mean, think, I don't no think, the, I think the past the present tense really matters, I think there's no point in me asking any more questions. I think I need to hear the story. Quite extraordinary headline. Yes. Where was this? Uh, this was in Derby. Strange, oh. surprisingly. But uh, it wasn't a listener submitted story. You no, no, I found this. Right. A boss at restaurant TGI Fridays has been suspended after asking a job seeker if he'd have sex with his own parents. Daniel Doherty, 18, said he walked out of his interview for a part time job at the chain. He'd been taking part in a recruitment event at the, Darby, at the restaurant in Derby when he was asked to have a sit-down interview with a member of staff. Now, Rob, we all know your favourite restaurant is Harvester yeah. or, or Weatherspoons. Are yeah. you also a TGI Friday's man or is it too TGI? pricey? Yeah, it's, it's slightly around price range. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it, they're up there. If you ask me, they're up there in arses. Yeah, they are a bit overrated. Yeah. 
Um, he'd been taking part in a recruitment event at the restaurant in Derby. When Oh yeah, I just thought about that out. Daniel told the son that within a few minutes, the interview began plucking, pl- plucking questions out of the air. He said, when he asked if I, would, <laughs> if I would sleep with my parents for a year, or just join him for the start, my stomach For turned. a year? Yeah. Do you sleep with your parents for a year? What, in a one-year-long sex session? If I session? would sleep with my parents for Do, a year. Are you sure he doesn't mean sleepers in share a bed? No, I think he means right. engaged in So will you have sex with your parents for a year? Or just join him for a start? What does that mean? No, I don't, I don't know. Oh, it doesn't make right. sense. My stomach turned. I told him it was wrong. I wasn't going to answer. That must have been the ribs from Cheer Jai Friday. <laughs> they then asked me if I'd rather shit a brick or cry a glass. What's going on here? Are these meant to be kind of these sort of off-the-wall interview questions that are meant to catch you out and you come up with an interesting response? I don't think so. I think this guy's literally just taking the piss. Uh, and I just sat and stared at him, open-mouthed. When asked the third would you rather question about eating chocolate favoured shit or shit favoured chocolate, Daniel was saying, ask me these. So ask me these three questions. Come on. Okay. You're TGI Friday, man. I'm here for an interview. I'd want to work in your chair. Let's do this properly. Alex, thank you for coming today. Um, obviously, we have to uh, conduct a formal interview, but there's a few questions I have to ask you beforehand, if that's okay. Just to get an idea if this is the personality we need for the restaurant. Is that okay? Yes. Great. Okay. So um, the first question uh, so why, why would you like this job? I thought you were going to ask me the three. No, okay. we, we, I'm leading you into it. Uh, I, uh, um, because I really enjoy Fridays, and I always think, thank God it's Friday, so I thought, what better place to work than a place that celebrates that that whole message? That's a great answer. Thank you. Uh, the next question I need to ask, now, need, just think about this, if you will. Um, would you have sex with your own parents? Um, well, I'm not sure I want to answer that question because I'm having a road named after me, and I'm worried that if I give you the... Real answer to that question, they will take down that Understood, road sign. Understood, yeah, absolutely I really right. want that road sign. It leads to Asda. And why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, a very reputable supermarket. Um, my next question, uh, would you rather shit a brick or cry a glass? Again, don't rush into it. Do you know what, Rob? Honestly, shit a brick. I would yeah. prefer to shit a brick than... Uh, than um, than, than cry a glass. I'm not sure how you... I, I, I think that the, the, the interview, by the way, meant... As in cry glasses and like shards. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, uh, I get that. It's ridiculous. Uh, my final, final, final question. This could be the clincher. So just, just think about this carefully. Now, would you rather eat chocolate-flavoured shit or shit-flavoured chocolate? Chocolate-flavoured shit. Shit-flavoured chocolate, obviously. Oh, yeah. And not knowing what shit tastes like. It would just taste like some rather bad chocolate. Can't agree more. Alex, you've got the job. I think we established a wonderful rapport there. I'm really looking forward to working for your final organisation. However, in this kid situation, Dan decided to have enough and stormed out. <laughs> TJ finally apologised and said the member of staff involved has been suspended. I would hope so. Do you um, think it was somebody who wanted to get fired? Because it does sound like that kind of thing. It does sound like what it might be leading up to. Or was just literally just lost or interested in the job. Or was on ecstasy. <laughs> Could have been. A spokesman told the son the questions posed during the candidate um, during the interview with the candidate are uh, uh, absolutely not part of the TGI interview process. <laughs> Again, you don't need to clarify don't that. It's that. obviously that's not the, the, the situation, and we are very disappointed to learn the instant uh, instant immediate action was taken with the person involved being suspended. Daniel said he is not uh, planning to take up the offer of another interview. Surprisingly, right? Okay, so my next story. Now, this isn't. Kind of an update um, on a story featured maybe about three episodes back, maybe two episodes back. Um, headline: The story, by the way, is from the Gloucester Live website. The Citizen. I thought we weren't doing that anymore. Oh, mystery gorilla appears in home of John Daniel. I was going to say, is it to do with the gorilla? Yes, it's back. 
A mystery, so, so hang on, we, we featured a story a few weeks ago about in the early 1900s, I think it was, there was a gorilla who lived in the Gloucester village as a person. He was raised as a person by this woman. He went to school with the kids. It was extraordinary. There were pictures of him in old school photos That's with right, the yeah. kids. I love that. And then he ended up getting shipped off to New York to join the circus where he died. Yeah. And where he still can be seen, apparently, in um, uh, taxidermy. I've got a picture. Right. You're telling me a mystery gorilla has turned up in his house. Yes. What are you talking about? So the story's by Vicky T. It's actually from today. A tiny statue of a gorilla has made, made a mysterious oh. appearance in Uli. A ti- was it you, Rob? It wasn't me. I'd a love tiny to it statue was. of a gorilla. How yeah. tiny? Lego I mean, size? It's pretty small. It's about the size of a child's head. Oh, it's, t- yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. Um, the village which has gained international fame as the home of gorilla John Daniel. And it looks like this could be the first of several memorials to him with a village gorilla day in the pipeline. Fuck. <laughs> Gorilla, I want to go to that. We record live from Gorilla Day. Oh, don't tease we talk me to that. the punters. We could do that. We could, if we took time off and we could, we could talk to people, we could interview them. Uh, tw- May 26th. See, that date also seems significant to me. That's the day after Sarah's birthday. I'm not sure she would appreciate that. Yeah. And I. What, a day after? Why would she care? Because I think it's her 30th birthday. So I can't say, Sarah, I, I can spend the birthday with you, but on the 26th, we yeah, really but what day is the 26th? Gorilla day. Uh, I think uh, let me I look it up know. on the calendar Thursday? you look it up I'll carry on Ulysses most famous resident is a gorilla who was cared for by Alice Cunningham a century ago named John Daniel she, was ra- she raised him as a little boy and he played with the, the school children and drank cider from the village homes when he grew too old for Mrs Cunningham to care for he was transported to America where he died <laughs> shortly afterwards today he remains on display in the New York Museum of National History oh my god he's still there He's still there. Do you think they did they dress him in clothes when he lived in the village? Or There's was he no naked? indication of that. Yeah. Because what would have happened if he got like an erection in during the school day? Mum, you know, teacher, teacher, what's happening to John? Sorry. So you're asking me <laughs> if a gorilla got an erection, how would the school teacher address it with the children? Would you sleep with a female gorilla if there was nobody else available, and you were desperate? Um, this is another of those interview questions. Yeah. I mean, that's, you, what we should ask, con- that's what we should ask the residents. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd have to consider it. I'm not sure if they make a tender, a tender lover, though. I think they might. Be I think aggressive. if we went to Gorilla Day, we should ask people questions, just in a very matter-of-fact way, as if it's common knowledge that this woman, you know, the woman who raised him, yeah. was having a sexual relationship. <laughs> with so, what do you think about the revelations that um, they were lovers, and, uh, and he, heard- that he died of a broken heart? <laughs> And when she first gave birth to him, how did she yeah. cope with that? Do you feel that, that was something that was catered for? Yeah, that's very good. Um, well, the origins of the statue, which appeared only a few weeks ago, uh, are shrouded in mystery. Villagers have vowed to ensure John Daniel is not forgotten. We'd like to share the story of John Daniel and raise money to support gorillas left in the wild and also to contribute to, permanent, uh, to a permanent memorial in the village to their It just shows what different times we live in. Because if a gorilla was discovered roaming the streets of a village or in a school now, it would be shot on sight. Yes, that's that's. I think that's a very fair point. Yeah. Um, whereas in this little backward village in Gloucestershire, it's well, it's celebrated. So yeah, like I said, if Gorilla anyone, Day, Rob. I'm sorry if it's on. We're going. Well, look, it says quite so. Okay, uh, so we have a Gorilla Day plan for the May uh, for May 26 with Dr. Ian Redmond, who works as a researcher along uh, Diane Fossey. Is that Gorillas in the Mist? Possibly, don't okay. know. And gr- <laughs> and Gorilla Race Night is September 16th. So gorilla race night. Yeah, it doesn't go into any more details about what that is. I hope they've got some... So they're racing gorillas round a track? I think there's... No, I think there's more to it than that. 
See, if we can't do May 26th, then we should do September the 16th. Yeah, agreed. Either one. Yeah. Okay, Rob. It's the welcome return of General Anesthetic. But I'm not doing it. Rob's doing it because you've got a story, Rob, about Robert Mugabe. Yeah, I happen to... We, we've had, I think we've had him twice before, haven't we? Uh, I don't know. You may have done. I haven't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. You meant stories on the podcast. Right, okay. Uh, it wasn't a TGI question. Have you ever slept with Robert Mugabe? <laughs> We'd just like to screen that out. That would be a great interview question. Yeah. <laughs> also very niche. Um, this is actually from The Guardian. I spotted this. No, did I spot well, it? I read The Guardian every day, so how did I not see this? This is a great story. Mm. So this is from uh, the 17th uh, of February. Uh, where's the journalist? Is there a journalist? I don't think I read that Guardian that day because I was out all day hunting for a card for you. Right, okay. I mean, that's a lie because you already said it was January yeah, when you got no, the card. Yeah, that is a lie. Yeah. So I can't actually see a journalist listed. Anyway. <laughs> Brace yourself. Robert Mugabe could contest election as corpse, says wife. What? <laughs> his wife is mad, by the way. Yeah, I mean, totally that, that comes across in the story. Zimbabwe's 92-year-old president, Robert Mugabe, <laughs> could run as a corpse in next year's election if he dies before the vote, his wife has said. How can you elect a dead person to lead you? <laughs> Wait, what about John Daniel? That's as mayor of right. Gloucester. And also, in this case, we know where he is. All he needs to do is go to New York, yeah. break into the museum, get his corpse, reanimate that, it. That's something I'd like to do. What, reanimate a gorilla's no, corpse? No, go to New York and, and steal the corpse of John Daniel. I don't know what we do with it then. We take it on the flight. We say he's our emotional support animal. (laughs) (laughs) He's He's just quite quiet. He's really well behaved. He's like this because he calms me down by being very still. (laughs) I'd love to do it. I really would. Um, Sounds like a fun buddy movie. Yeah. (laughs) Grace Mugabe has accused some ruling ZANU-PF party officials of plotting to take over from her husband and said that if he dies, supporters should put his name on the ballot to show their love for him. If God, if God decides to take him, they would rather field a corpse, she told thousands of supporters. Well, it's a good question. Why has God taken so long to take Mugabe? Fucking hell, when he goes, it's going to be celebrations all around. I don't understand this. How is this man still in power? I mean, it has to be rigged elections. No one is voting for him. Yeah, no, sure. no, this guy's a It has to be rigged elections. Yes, it is rigged elections, Rob. Um, the president, who will be 93 on Tuesday. So when was that? Oh, God. Please don't tell me I'll share a birthday with Robert Mugabe. Can you Google that? If you share a birthday with Robert Mugabe, Rob, I'm afraid that we'll no longer be able to do the podcast together. Well, if this was on... Hang on. If this was the 17th, next Tuesday would be the 21st. Yeah, his birthday is the 21st of February. Oh, okay. my fucking God. I share... Let's find out who else you share a birthday with. <laughs> do you know what? I actually know a few of them. I find it's, on, actually, it's, it's a good haul. And I'll tell you me. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yep. Alan Rickman. Oh, dead. Yeah. Robert Mugabe. Soon to be dead. Chuck Paller, the, novel, the novelist who wrote Fight Club, can't oh, yeah. pronounce his name. Uh, Charlotte Church. Oh, really? I show a birthday. I do You're like Charlotte Church. That, um, I'm just reading it. Uh, W.H. Auden, Rob. Oh. Peter III of Russia. <laughs> big, um, big fan. Big fan. We could just spend a whole podcast doing this. Let's keep going. Um, Ellen Page. Nina Simone. Oh, okay. That's very good. David Geffen. David Geffen? Geffen. Who's that? Geffen, you know, David Geffen, big mu- music media mogul. Geffen Records. Oh, of course. Kind of right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Michael McIntyre. Oh, uh, dear, Rob. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's worse than Mugabe. Uh, there's an astronaut here. There's a... Uh, I mean, it's fair to say it's just a collection of quite illustrious figures. I mean, I mean, obviously there's a few um, inexcusable ones, but even so. Let's do mine, Rob. 
Okay. Uh, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> okay. Dead. Um, Mika, the singer. Oh. Edward Norton. Quite happy with oh, that yeah, one. That's good. Christian Slater. That's good. Oh, see, there's a, there's a Robert Redford. There's a theme here. Yeah. Um, so B-list celebrities. Robert Redford, a B-list celebrity? He hasn't done an awful lot recently. I don't call Edward Norton a B-list celebrity. No, that's possibly true. Um, Dennis Leary, the actor. Um, I think it's fair to say the celebrities I should have birthed with. Are well, hang on a minute, I'm not very happy. High I'm not very happy with that with that site. Here we go. Let's get some. Uh, I want some. Uh, don't start. You know. Don't start what. You know, tailing the results to to to, uh, to match your needs. I'm not going to tailor anything. Hang on a minute. Ah, oh, I've got the same site as you. Roman Polanski. Come on. Top act. Top director after Kubrick. But surely he's yeah, a sex yeah. offender. Yeah, well, no, allegedly. <laughs> can't be proved. Roman Polanski. Wow, that is something. That is something else. Uh, Robert Redford, as I said. Um, I'm looking for any of these sort of old geezers who did something significant. Hunter Tutu, apparently. I don't know who that is. No, nope, not a clue. Hunter Tutu. Mika. There's not many people with my birthday, which I'm quite happy about. Nice. Hugh Edwards, BBC presenter. I mean, that's that's probably a good place to finish. <laughs> The president, who will be 93 on Tuesday, has scaled back his public engagements while his wife, who is 51, has become increasingly visible in politics. Can I just say, I don't think you can criticise my birthday list name when you have one that is Robert Mugabe. It's like sharing a birthday with Hitler. <laughs> I mean, uh, is that a bad thing? Well, that is in jest, by the way, listeners, just to clarify, because we have made some uh, comments this podcast, and I don't want you to feel that uh, it's you know, becoming more right wing. Um, Mugabe has been in power since white uh, minority rule ended in Zimbabwe in 1980 after years of war a big celebration is planned for him on the 20th of February mm. can I just say along with Gorilla Day that maybe that would be a good celebration to attend as well well we go to Zimbabwe yeah. and interview residents of Zimbabwe and do the podcast yeah about gorillas I don't think so Rob. right <laughs> Uh, Grace Mugabe warned associates of her husband from the era of guerrilla warfare uh, against white rule that they also that they, they were also too old to take power. Anyone who's with, with Mugabe in 1980 has no right to tell me as old. If you want Mugabe to go, then you leave together. You also have to leave. Then we take over because we were not there in 1980s, she said, pointing to herself. Um, Grace Mugabe has professed fierce loyalty to her husband previously saying she would get him a wheelchair and push him to it so he could continue to rule. So, another lovely story about a complete madman. Indeed. Right, Rob, just before we do our listener story of the week, I just wanted to mention two headlines that weren't worth reading out the stories, but I enjoyed them. One was uh, from the the Bournemouth Echo, uh, uh, fairly recently by Jim Durkin, Bag of pig's heads found discarded on Hamworthy's Hamilton Road. Right. So I quite liked a bag of pig's heads being found discarded in Hamworthy. Yeah. It's, yeah. um, yeah, very fitting, isn't it? But also, Rob, I, sorry, this is quite sad news, Rob. Um, it's from yesterday, from the Daily Echo. Bournemouth Greggs remains shut as rat infestation takes hold. That's devastating. That's yeah. truly devastating. So if you were thinking of going to Bournemouth Greggs on the way home, there's a rat infestation. It's taken hold. It's locked down. When they say taken hold, it implies that they bought in reinforcements. <laughs> it implies that the rats have like set up this sort of uh, perimeter around it and they're, they're not budging. And somehow they managed to club together and they put the aprons on and they've, you know, they've fired up the cookers. Are you saying rats make Greg's food? No. Or Greg's food contain rats? I hope you're not saying either. I think no, Greg's... I'm saying that the rats are trying to form their own bakery. Ah, oh, I see. Right, listen to the story of the week. Who's it from, Rob? 
This week is from Kyber. Uh, it's from the Metro, uh, which I mean, people know what the Metro is. Thank you, Kyber. Always send us good stories. Uh, and it's from... How's he getting the Metro over there? Have we established that yet? Because he's in Derby. Metro is a London paper, isn't no, it? No, but you can follow it if you want. Twitter oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's by... I forgot uh, about that thing called the internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's by Athisha Nagesh. I think that's right. Uh, and it's from the 16th of Feb. Headline. I really thought you'd enjoy that because it's about pets. It's fish. Yeah, well, well, I didn't well, know. Hang on, hang on. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I had that story, didn't I, about what would you, you know, looking after your cat when oh, he dies. Yeah, yeah, no, often, that's true, yeah. yeah. I, I did, you're not really a fish fan, are you, Rob? I mean, who is, really? People who own fish. It's a, a pointless pet. Captain Birdseye. Ca- I mean, he wasn't, definitely wasn't uh, a fan of them. because He, didn't he was, them. he slept with them and then killed them. <laughs> it was a perverted kind <laughs> of love. And then, and then Rob battered them in breadcrumbs. <laughs> I fuck him, I kill him, I batter them in both I'm Captain Birdseye. It's a catchy slogan. <laughs> That's a good TGI. I fuck him, I kill him, I batter him. I batter them in breadcrumbs. <laughs> good episode title. <laughs> Rob, I think oh, that that would be a good TGI question. Would you ever fuck a fish? Yeah. Again, every time you... Call, see, there's part of me who just asks this... I have to answer these questions. Yeah. Would you fuck a fish? Would you fuck a carp? Are we talking straight out of the water? They don't have anything too. You'd have to. It'd have to be the mouth, wouldn't it? Yeah, you might burst it, depending on the size of the fish. Yeah, blowfish. Can, I don't know if I told you. <laughs> well, hang on. Where's this going? Have I ever told you that time? That time, me and a shark spent the night together. No, it was about. Um, I was listening to one of Richard Herring's podcasts. This is years ago. Richard right? Herring. Are you bringing him into the fish-related story deliberately? I, not intentionally. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and it was uh, Emmanuel Anucci on the podcast. You met, should, r- r- met Richard Herring recently, I didn't did, you? Yes. You went to see him live. I did. I went, I went to go and see him uh, over the weekend, actually. And yep. I had a picture of him. He's a very pleasant man. But Emmanuel Anucci was telling the story uh, when they were... What were they writing? Oh, it must, been, yeah, it must have been Partridge, actually. When they went into the BBC production offices, they happened upon the um, production storylines for um, The Last of the Summer Wine. I was about to say that. Last of Summer really? Wine. Yeah, I was about to say Last Summer Wine. It's a joke, but make a fish-related joke out of it. And um, they, I think it was... Um, Last of the Summer Brine. Oh, very good. That's yeah. very nice. I like that. Could um, have been a better episode title, really, considering yeah. <laughs> how turgid that was. Yeah. Um, and I think they said it was um, Patrick Marber edited some of the storylines, so one of the <laughs> changed it to... Um, one of them just read, Compo burst puppy with a cock. <laughs> Just left it on the board. Which <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought was fantastic. Brilliant. Anyway, right, okay. So, uh, a seagull has been caught stealing people's parking tickets for their windscreens. Hey, why? Uh, just because you know, right. seagulls like that. The girl spotted enthusiastically ignoring at the ticket that had been stuck to someone's silver Audi A3 in Carnarvon. Uh, why do they have Wales? to give the make and model of the car? Just somebody's car. It doesn't need to be a silver Audi A3. Audi A3. It's I very think because it's in Wales, they were, they were just impressed by the car. Oh, right, okay. Um, as mechanic Danny Walsh was passing, he saw the bird really going at the black and yellow notice and decided to have a photo. Why would you take a picture of that? Because you're about to show me it. However, as he started shooting a, a video, someone turned up and scared the seagull off. And it took off with the ticket. Some poor person is going to get a letter through the door. Ask them to pay a fine they quite rightly knew nothing about. That's true, actually, isn't it? Yeah. You would not know you'd got any ticket. No. So he's taking the parking ticket. and is that Would that stand up in court? I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. So you'd get a... Yeah, yeah. How are you going to prove that? 
I mean, I suppose unless this this Danny is willing to submit this as evidence. If a seagull working for somebody, a trained seagull, I don't know who. And to what end? Well, indeed, well, maybe we'll only discover that in a few weeks' time. True, true. Parkers, uh, parking wardens obviously aren't the most popular people, so maybe the bird had it in for them as well. I mean, not really, because at the end of the day, how, he's not... He's not doing anything to to to, to victimise a parking. Maybe board. this seagull had a seagull wife, and a parking attendant shagged it, and and he is trying to get his own back on these par- on this parking warden. It's a vendetta, Rob. So it's a seagull vendetta. We've now good name for a for... band, seagull vendetta. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've fo- closely followed with their first album, "Do Cats Cry?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> Are you and I saying that we're moving on from fish sex to bird sex? Yeah. Because again, I think I mean uh, seagulls come in different shapes and sizes. I mean, as do many things. But um, I'm, I don't. They're just the image of a man having sex to a, with a seagull. I mean, it would be to a seagull because uh, I can't imagine the seagull. A traffic consented. warden having sex with the seagull. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's um, that's the image that's going to stay with me. Good. Um, everywhere you go around here, the seagulls. Um, Everywhere you go around here, there are seagulls because we're by the sea. <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, the notice was stuck to the windscreen, but this guy just plucked it away and made off like it was his dinner. And unfortunately, that's it in that story. So is there a picture? Any comments? Uh, yes, there is, yes. Yeah. I mean, you can imagine. Rob, Rob we should be thankful that John Mooner didn't see this. He would have thought it was an alien or a UFO. You're absolutely right. As you know, right, it's just a seagull sitting on top of a car. What's that on its tail? It's got an interesting tail, black and white tail. No, isn't it? that's what seagulls have. Right. Okay. I'm a, I'm a seagull fan. I can't oh, you're a seagull fan, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've never got that close, but. Uh... Rob, on that note, we bring this episode of Local Anesthetic to a close. Rob, that's episode 204, done and dusted, and we look forward with a mixture of eager anticipation yet trepidation to our next episode, which will be episode 205. Rob, as we celebrate our five-year anniversary, Rob, and as we move ever more forward, Rob, like a man going to his friend's car to, to retrieve his jacket, deciding to drive it away and causing £33,000 worth of damage to other cars, including police cars, ramming them, flipping them over and narrowly missing pedestrians, all, all whilst taking ecstasy, Rob. Just like that, we move ever more forward to our next episode, which will be episode 205. And all that remains, Rob, is to say goodbye to this week's episode. Bye, Rob! Five years! I can't believe it! We've been saying bye like this for five years! Well, we haven't actually. It's been about a year. About I told you I was shy at the beginning, but I still always said it. You just didn't hear me. But my voice got larger. Can we go back to those times? Because yeah. I, mean, I feel that this is this kind of like... I don't know. It doesn't really benefit the podcast. In fact, I think it kind of denigrates it in some way. He's gone, hasn't he? I think he hurt his feelings. I think he's gone to interview at TGI Fridays. <laughs> Good, hope he gets the job and never comes back. <laughs> that vacant position. Um, he would be the kind of person I think would, would just eat shit for the fun of it. I, yeah, I mean, you say that to him next week. Yeah, you, you take it out with him, Rob. We can be found on our website, which is lapodcast.net, and from there you can download all of our previous episodes, and there is a donate button in the top right-hand corner if you feel like donating to The Worthy Cause, is his podcast. If you search for Alex and Rob on your iDevice or your podcast app, or for local news, or the best way to get us is just to search for LA Podcast, all one word. You'll find us there. Leave us a review. Sub- subscribe to us. Go on to YouTube. Look for our channel, lapodcast.net. If you put it in there, lapodcast.net, you can see a number of videos we've made of different stories 
Uh, and if you want it, we're on Twitter at, at LA Podcast. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash LA Podcast. And of course, if you want to send us a story for us to feature on this podcast, then email it to us at lapodcast.net at gmail.com. That's lapodcast.net at gmail.com. Or tweet it to us or post it on Facebook. Anything else to say, Rob? No, nope, I think that's it. Thank you for listening. And keep it local. And God bless. And keep it local. Five years, Rob! Five years! That was my line. Bye. Bye.